it the best you've got. Extraordinary reports coming out of the Soviet Union. Tales of a being with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. As I said, Mr. President, of course I understand your concern, but I assure you the Luthor Company has this under control. I don't blame those among you that fear me, for you've been taught to fear all your lives. This is a world where the strong rule. And you are the strongest of all of us. It is only a matter of time, very little time, until all of Western Europe is absorbed, is taken by the Soviet Superman. Look alive, Lanterns. We've got it coming. I'm honored to have you here, Ambassador. Call me Diana. And what shall I call you? Superman. You think you're going to stop me, Batman? What now? Now I save the world. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Heroes Asylum Movies. Yeah, I got it right. I finally got it right. Heroes Asylum Movies. Damn, yes. I'm Kane. I'm joined by my good buddy, my best friend. On the other side of the world of Zoom is Mr. Mike. Good evening, sir. Again. Hola, hello, comrade. Hola. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's a horrible. I won't have do You were doing a better Russian accent than I was. I, was try- I got to get in the Russian mood. That's why I had the Russian vodka here, so... So, guys, tonight we're continuing our um, month-long Superman month with, sadly, our last entry, but a good one, I believe, and a good one that me and uh, Mike actually agreed to do because we're so many different versions of Superman we could do. But then we decided, why not just think outside of the box? And this is an Elseworlds story. If you've never heard of it, it's called Red Sun Superman. Now, before I go into detail about Red Sun Superman, Mike, what is your first revelation when the first time you actually read this book red sun superman what were your thoughts about it i was a huge fan of the elseworld series like pretty much anything that came out i was iffy at first when this first rolled out i really was Mm -hmm. um it took me two reads i didn't catch it when it first came out because it originally came out like 2003 i think i did i didn't read it until like 2005 um but yeah, I just – when I, I – again, I, it's one of those things that – Elseworld was really the only thing that kept me in comic books for a very long time. As did, as did me know, too. Post, mm-hmm. You know, post the 90s, you know, you know, boom, I started not picking them up. But the, if I picked up anything, it was an Elseworld. And like I said, when this first came out, this, this came out as a monthly run for only three months. And then you know they came out with the graphic novel, and that's when I picked it – finally picked it up. And like I said, at first I wasn't – I wasn't like, uh, okay – it's you know he's just going to grow up in Russia, but it was like what we'll find out later. What really I think hit me was was not him; it was all the the other characters and, and the mm-hmm. and the changes that were made there, and you know yeah, the, all the differences, yeah, and on the characters that we know. Yeah, and the, love. the, the supporting They're, cast to me was really what sold it to me more. And that's the main thing that happens in, in, in what the crux in this movie is the supporting cast. Yes, we know Red Sun Superman basically a uh, sort of a twist. On the Superman origin, instead of Kansas, he lands in Russia, and he's basically the Red Sun, the savior. But 
like you said, it's a supporting cast. They're twisted as well. And their stories are very interesting. And I think that's what drives, especially, you know, I'm a big Batman guy and basically, you know, spoilers, he's not really a huge character, but he is, he does make a statement. I'll, I'll say that in the film, not there for very long, but he does make a little statement. And, um, yeah. So now, now there's a kind of a, most folks don't realize this. This was actually inspired, loosely inspired by a, a, two Smallville episodes. That like really? the most people don't realize uh, the Smallville uh, episode uh, uh, was a uh, Luther. That one came out in 2010. Um, and then um, there's a red, a red daughter, a story arc season four of Su- Supergirl that, that got influenced there, but th- this oh, loosely yeah. influenced those. So I you, mean, you see that you see like it, it immediately impacted the, you know, the, 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 the zeitgeist of Superman itself. Hmm. I gotta go back and watch that small enough. I know about Red Daughter. That one was that was okay. I wish it got got drawn out a little bit more. But the Smallville one, I totally forgot about. I spaced out on that one because there's a lot of episodes of Smallville, and you know, there's so many seasons. You know, which season he's going to pick up his power? He's not. But anyway, I'm gonna stop yapping. We got to yap over the movie. So I am at zero zero zero, and if you guys can cue yourself up to zero zero zero. And hit play because I'll do a little countdown and we'll do that. And not a long movie, guys. 125. Don't worry. You'll be in and out and back to doing what you love. But you want to be loving doing this. Anyway, let's do it. So I'll begin my countdown in three, two, one. Play. This is one of those movies that came out during... The New 52, that was a one-off as well. I think Gotham by Gaslight was another one. There's a couple other ones, I believe. Well, this was actually scheduled to have a, a premiere last year, but because of COVID, it got it got canceled. Because mm-hmm. they were going to do an actual uh, live sc- uh, screening. Um, I, I think it was I March won't. March 16th. Uh, Warner Brothers canceled it due to that because they were going to do a big screening in, in uh, New York City. I would love to have seen this in the big screen. See, uh, f- uh, fandom hasn't done them in a while. Well, obviously in the last year and a half at least. But mm, well, I, they <laughs> sort of slowed down on some of their, their animated um, ones, like but the, but the years following but I've always been a big fan of checking out any of the uh, the fandom like series that they'll do. They'll usually pick a couple of movies and, and run those. What do we have here? I don't know. The, the way they animated this girl. Like when you see her running in the field, she just looked a little off. <laughs> Well, I it think they're trying like, to they're trying to capture the the animated style of it of the comic book, and and still kind of keep it a little bit more contemporary. So that's okay. why it's a little maybe that's why. I was like, her head looks enormous, but now it's fine. It was just, it was just like that moment where she's running in the field. It just looked like a off center. That's the last time you're gonna get your butt kicked, Cal. I like this idea. Similar to Kansas, but you know, the fields in Moscow. 
or St. Petersburg or wherever. And you still have hints of the Superman origin like this, like that goes back to the comics as well. Like he lifted the car for the first time. You know, if you go back to the Donner film that we did in our, one of our archive movies, this is kind of like a staple. Would you say? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's your typical, your trope you want to see in a Superman movie, you know, movie or television series. Have you ever, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just recalling something. It was um, it was a night with Kevin Smith. Have you ever seen like any of the first two ones? Uh, I have, but it's been so long since I've seen okay, them. Okay, there was a story he told. I'm sure, I'm sure once I mentioned John Peters, you'll know which one. About he, was, he was writing a script for the death of Superman. So he goes to his house and he sits down and whatever. And, and he, John Peters, basically, they're outlining a, a, an entire story for the Superman movie. And he says three things. He's like, number one, I don't want him to fly. I don't want him with that cape. And, no, and act number three, he has to fight uh, a giant spider. <laughs> now, if you hear the interview of John Peters, there's a little different twist yeah. to that. So, and I, and I know, I know, uh, I know Kevin's a an embellisher. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that was, and that that's why when you watch the uh, when you watch the uh, Superman Doomsday animated movie. You actually see Kevin Smith there animated, yeah. and there's a giant yeah. spider. And he goes, "Oh, look, a giant spider!" So that's that's kind of an inside joke. And now, now what's now what's funny is if you think back to that moment when you know when Kevin says, "You know, this all was getting done." It's the same thing that, but Smallville got away with it. When you really think it was no no tights, no flight, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it can be done. It, yeah, but I think that was that was a different time. Like back then, I don't know what the word I want to use is. They, I guess they were kind of hesitant. They wanted to stay more grounded. That's what I think. I think like Smallville to me, like people say, well, Arrow began. I go, no, actually, Smallville began that whole CW. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it it was, was always Smallville. Smallville was always the granddaddy. If you talk to any of the showrunners of Arrow and Flash and Legends, they'll always say it was always Smallville. Well, it was supposed to be because they, they were supposed to do Green Arrow story with that actor that was in Smallville. But he yeah, back, to, yeah he backed out or so for whatever reason he couldn't do it so they had to recast and that's when they that's when they went that direction so yeah it was Smallville was the original one they were doing Aquaman too yeah uh, well they they did a a trailer did you ever see the pilot yes I did it wasn't bad uh, yeah it was a good idea it was it was kind of like the Smallville vibe I was like I don't know why this thing go forward it's but okay, it's okay we got him in hawk so i'm, I'm happy there which is kind of crazy that alan richardson went from aquaman to hawk yeah so. and i think he i think he would he does a better hawk honestly yeah he's a way better hawk and i don't even i don't even like that character but he he makes me like him well yeah that that whole uh background scene like, of of his like, uh his sexual abuse and, oh, and his drug habit yeah that added that that, that, that added super weight to the, to the character because yeah. i always thought hawk and double like i remember when they were announcing the cast for titans they were like, okay, it's going to be, uh, you know, Dick Grayson. I'm like, okay, we got that. Okay, but Starfire, we got that. Oh, Beast Boy, we got that. And they were like, Hawk and Dove. I'm like, Hawk and Dove? They're lame. Yeah. Right? And then I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's the thing. I've heard a lot of people complaining about Titans. I'm like, it's, it's yeah, it's not like it's ripped right from the story, but it's a good, it's a good world. You know, and I, I think what, probably one of the biggest ones was the was the original trailer was Yo Fuck Batman. I was like, eh, no, that's, that, but that's that, that, that's that, that's, that's Dick at that time. Yeah, that's how yeah, he was. You got to think where he's at at that moment. 
Dick is basically he's been Robin for all this time, and he's like, screw you. He's like, Batman. What about me? Yeah. And to me, it's it's if anything, the first two seasons of Titans has been the growth of Dick Grayson from Robin to to Nightwing. Which I can't wait to see season three where he's actually Nightwing. Ooh. Yeah, finally, yeah, we're finally gonna get it Nightwing. And I was I was a super fan of the uh the YouTube uh Nightwing series that they had. Oh yes. Yeah, that that, was, I I always I always wanted to see that guy pick up and, and, and take it because I thought they did a great job on that. If nobody's did a, nobody's episode, watched him look that was up. So good. They did an episode where he was fighting Deathstroke. Uh huh. So good. So now the uh voice actor that's doing Superman here, uh that's Jason Isaacs. This is not his first time doing DC animated. He has been all over the place. In fact, this will be his fourth voice for DC animated. Um, started off uh, R- Ra's al Ghul, or however you choose to say it. Uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. We'll talk about that. <laughs> he also uh, did uh, Sinestro in Green Lantern's Emerald Knights. Awesome movie. You and I talked about that. A oh, cool, cool so good. Yeah. If you guys have not seen that, do yourself a favor yeah. and watch Emerald Knights. And then good. he was also Lex Luthor in Justice League Gods and Monsters. So this will be his fourth voice a lot of range in dc world for jason isaac yeah yeah a lot of range he was he's he was racial goal he's superman he's lex luther you talk about like three Sinestro, yeah so you, you throw Sinestro into the mix yeah man that's you gotta be talented i mean you doing your voice work thing right now and you know how i think we talked about this um we we're talking about tony todd uh yeah previous um episode of uh one of our archive episodes that um you have to do to develop these different characters voice wise it takes like you have to put yourself into it but still have the character into it as well. And for him to do four different voices across his DC universe, that's talent. That's a lot of talent there. So now Lana, if you remember in the comic books, Lana didn't play much of a factor in his story. If you remember, she was there, Uh, but she wasn't like, like in this, yeah, you're yeah. going to see a lot more of her. She's going to be a lot more involved in him, because of course we don't have a we don't have a Lois. So, I mean, Lois is there, but she's not involved. Yeah, she, she's you know love interest of Lex, which is which in itself <laughs> strange. But in almost every story where you either see a world without a Superman or. Uh, any else world it's always been that she's lois has always been a character that's gravitated to the most powerful man that i was that just world. gonna say that so if superman wasn't there who's the next most powerful one Lex Luthor. yeah so you know, that, that's, yeah that's always sense. been that that's why in uh superman and lois when we watched and we you know the original you know story you know we thought we thought that the main villain was going to be this this luther character who was married to Lois Lane, so that made sense to me, you know, that this that their Superman was not, you know, the the kind Superman that we've all you know loved, and so for her to drift over to a Luther would make sense. There is a uh, there's a page I belong to on on the Facebook page, uh, actually my personal page, where um there it's a there's a big Superman page, but uh it's basically it's called um it's what is it called it's it's called Dark Justice Superman. Basically, it's basically the dark version of Superman, and all these people are like, "There's like ten, like a thousand or two thousand members of it, and they're all talking about the dark versions of Superman, like the Injustice version." Um, uh, who else am I thinking of? Injustice version. Well, you had the Injustice version. You had uh, the 
the, 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 the to Earth Two, um, Justice League of Two Earths, um, had like Owlman or Ultraman, Ultraman, yep, uh, Homelander, tons of stuff. Sorry, I don't think too much of the evil Superman, so I don't really keep track of them all. Hey, what are you on minute wise? I'm sorry, I lost. Uh, I am at. Sorry, let me move this. Okay. Uh, 10, 10 and 45, almost 11 minutes. Okay. Sorry. Lois is outside uh, smoking a cigarette. Bad. Bad habit, Lois. You know, when I think of a movie like this, and obviously I've, I've always been a big fan of the alternate versions of Superman and now Superman himself. But Superman and Lois has made me love Superman a little bit more now. Oh, uh, the television series? Yes. Yeah. It's just, and I, I, I put that on our page today. I was like, I think it's the best show of 2021, and I didn't back down. Of course, people have their different opinions because they're entitled to them. But I just like it to me because it just feels like a Superman show. It feels like if it was if Smallville ended, this would pick up right where it left off. Because it feels like those two characters that ended Smallville, they grew up a little bit, got a little more season, and now they're husband and wife, they have a couple kids. Yeah, it's it's covering an area of of Superman that the comics have slightly touched on, you know, with it with the birth of of Jonathan. But uh, I was kind of leery about the two sons. Now mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying the two sons part. Um, it's just I, I think my only hookup or hang up with the show is once an episode, somebody has to wear the whiny uh, the whiny no, coat. We- so, yeah, somebody has got, to. Somebody has yeah. to be whiny about something. No, it's always, <laughs> it's always one character jumping. Yeah, well, no, but they jump around. I, I noticed that. I, I I had to play catch up oh, on the actually, last. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, I what? had to I, play I, play catch up on the last three episodes, and I was like, wait a second, okay, that one was that we that day was Jonathan, the next one was Lois, and the next one. It's like, oh my god, are they just like okay? We're we're going to change which characters, you know? But you which know, uh, which which whiny Lois moment were you talking about? Oh, uh, when she went off on Jonathan and well, what the miscarriage? No, well, in that moment, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call that whining, it, but she was. It, I'm not saying it. I'm not taking away from the reason she was that way, but she was that way. They, they, they made her that way for a reason. The writers put a whiny coat on somebody. They've got, they got to be upset and crying about something, or angry about something. You, you, you go from Jonathan, you go to. Jordan, like Jordan, for like three episodes, you know, he he held on to that, and then and then Jonathan started, you know, carrying it for a little bit, and then we haven't seen we haven't seen uh Clark put one on yet, but he he was borderline. He was the, getting there. He was getting there. Yeah, on the last episode, he was starting starting to get you know borderline. There's a line in that show that I love, and because I think to me over the years before this series came on, one of the biggest faux pas the CW universe has done is they have depowered and made Superman look like, you know, no offense, a bitch. Like, if you watch an episode of Supergirl, Supergirl beats him in a fight. In this series, General Lane basically says, no, he's the most powerful being on the planet. In the world. They've made Superman, oh, okay, that's who he is. He he's, is. He's, he's always been powerful. It's just how powerful is he? That's why they have to, they have to depower him every once in a while. No, I like him when he's powerful. He, he gets to the point where it's he's too too powerful, and then they'll they'll knock him down some pegs. Uh, the '90s was probably a big one when they started like bulking him up to where he was. Uh, if you guys check out a couple of episodes ago, we did um, All Star Superman, and I, I made a comment about 
how in the comic books he was getting overpowered because his cells were taking too much, you know, rays in, and he was like bulking up to, you know, Hulk size and veiny and everything. So he had to leave Earth and um and get it and get away and he burnt it off. And when he came back, he was so depowered that it was normal. It was like back to what it was in like the seventies. And then he's been slowly getting stronger and stronger again. And they'll have to knock him down again because just he, he gets to a point where, you know, people start saying, oh, he's holding back instead of, no, he's actually doing everything he can. But I, I like when he holds back because then you get great stories like um, not all stories, but Superman versus the elite. That scene towards the end where he's like, I'm not holding back anymore. And he basically just crucifies the elite by like, I think he ripped some dude's his brain out. He put him in a, a stasis and coma. Yeah. I forgot what it was, but like, it's just like, oh. That's Superman. There, there that's is a moment I, actually. I think it's uh, when he when he uh, goes against Apocalypse. I think I can't remember if it's Justice League or one of the early movies where he oh, makes that, where he makes that comment. I'm not going to hold back with you because I know you can take it. Yeah, yeah. And he's walking down the middle of the street, and I was like, Oh, you guys, yeah, you just fucked up. No, dark side. Now you're seeing what's going on. Like this Superman is watching the oppression going on. You know, we're used to the, the, the happy, sunny Superman flying over. And now he's just seeing what's really going on. Well, we're not seeing the happy, sunny Superman. This is the Russian Superman. So he's, yeah. he's, he's flying over a socialist country. You know, well, this is, this is what basically he is. He's now, his eyes are now being open to what, being the, open, yes, yeah, yes. What, what the, what the lower part of the socialist rung looks like. Because he's used to living, you know, in, in plush areas with with Stalin and with everybody else. But he hasn't seen the other side, yeah. And now you're, he's seeing it. He's like, oh, man, what the hell? And we're seeing the birth of their Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this Batman, see, right? Yeah. I don't think it's, is that, I don't think it's that kid over there, though. Mm-hmm. No, that's him. That, that's is that really yeah, because you got to realize he's still around for a long time. You'll watch as people get old. You'll see. You'll see Lois get old. Oh, Lois will know, have gray hair. I put that together. Yeah, this takes place over that decades. Was, that's that kid is Batman. Yeah, that's Batman. His parents are dying. Yeah, I but, did not put that together till now. Yeah, you didn't see all the bad. You didn't see all the bats flying around him. You missed the the one sign that tells oh you that's Batman. God. I thought it was just like a just a, a filler, like hey, you know, haha, this is like a bats here. No, like you'll see him. Like, I did not no. know that. No, because you were th- th- like oh, I said, I this story takes place over decades and decades and decades. Maybe that's why. Okay. Huh. I did not catch that. And I'm being dead serious, guys. I really didn't. Like I thought when I when I first saw this scene with the bats going, I was like, oh, it's just like a hint of Batman. He's out there. I didn't know that kid was Batman. Yeah, because the, the movie starts in 1946 when he's young. Then we find then here is 1955. He doesn't age. Then we right. go that into 1967 is the next time frame, and I think that's when it you know it stops. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, it goes through. So from this time to then, the kids aged what 17 years or no, 12 years. It's a harsh moment, man. Yeah, so so the kid ages twelve years from from whatever he was then. So yeah, that would put him at you know young age. That's his friend when he grew up with her, and now he's got to watch her die. 
Good accent by Jason Isaacs, by the way. Cosonnette. Andon. Even though they ripped off from Blade uh, Two, but okay. I just I keep thinking of the of the ending of Blade Two, where Blade picks up the one of the vampire girls and it's like I've never seen the sunlight, and this brings her out there, and she's talking to him, and kind of rubs his face, and the sun comes up, and she like just disintegrates. It's just like Thirty Days a Night too. They they ended it the same way. Yeah. It, oh my God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I gotta watch that again. I gotta put that on the October unnamed list, which is yet to be named. I mapped out the whole year. When we got to October, I had some. I, I, had ca- some, I kicked you square in the nuts but, when but you came you, to but October. Basically, you were like, no. I was, like, I was, no, I was disappointed. <laughs> After the last were, October, I was like, that, really? That's what you're October doing this October? Epic. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't. I was like, man. Why, I why, don't, why don't we just do the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and just, you know, just neuter, hey, neuter yourself? That time, I'll throw the Great Pumpkin in there. Yeah, I, I got to. October is a work in progress. I'm gonna get it to like September. I do like that we get Stalin here. Now, interesting uh, historical fact: Do you know Stalin in Russia means steel man? Oh, uh, yes, yes, I did. Yes, so I did. that's a good uh, you know, switch of Superman and Stalin working together. The men of steel. Men of steel. See right here. See, I like that. He now it's like you're going, you're working your way backwards with this. He's now understanding human compassion, emotion, like what they go through, and he has empathy. Where the Russian society does not. They're like, who cares? You know, for us to gain power, some people have to die, and you know. And he's like, wait a minute, why? But he still has that moral compass for, for you know, his, you know, what regular Superman is, you know, the USA here is Russia. So it still keeps the core of Superman here, which is what I like. Does it really, though? Because I think it's something. You think it's something else? I think it's something de- deeper and darker than that. He needs to be in control. He, he just lost his, his best friend and he, he thought he was the. He was. He thought he was doing good, right by uh, by doing, you know, taking care of, thinking she was taken care of. But dude, that is see, see in the in the book, Stalin is poison, and Superman is initially reluctant to take oh, over. So boy. in this one, he this one's a little bit darker. Ooh, I love how the fact instead of like, you know, we're gonna go kill him. Uh, no, <laughs> no, you're not. You're gonna bow. Yeah, like I said, to me, this is a little bit, you know. But look at he's he he didn't want to do it. Look at his face. I don't think he wanted to kill him. That was more of a knee jerk reaction. He's like, "You're talking all this," and he just yeah. got angry and just let it get away from himself. 
No, I think what you saw was the was the death of what was left of his humanity. You know, his his friend, best friend just died, and now you know he he did that, and but he takes over without reluctancy in the comics in the book. He he was reluctant about doing it and taking over, and, and, this, and like I, I said, Stalin was poisoned, not killed that way. And this goes to actually another storyline in Superman Injustice, which is the same thing that Lois died and he lost his humanity and he basically became a dictator of the world. Yeah. So that's why I said I think yeah I think that's why it kind of you know makes a connection that way that they're both you know that Lana you know broke you know he lost his humanity there. Hey, look at Lex with red hair. Were we talking about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and, you know, to go back to the in wrestling terms, as far as Luther and Superman goes, they can both play a heel and a face. I wouldn't say who does it better, but they can both do it very adequately. If you put a gun to my head, Luther is obviously a better villain, Superman a better face. But if you flip flop them, you know, they're not they're not bad that way either. You know, you have Superman as the antagonist and Luther as the protagonist. That works too. Because in a weird way, Luther has always believed himself to be the hero of Metropolis. And then when Superman comes, he's like, wait a minute, why is this guy coming? You know, I've, I've done all this for the city. I provided jobs. You know, I, I, I have, you know, this corporation. I'm trying to like, you know, advance humanity. And here comes this guy and that you love him instead of me. I always love that about Luther. But he's still Lex. I love the hint. He has green eyes, green tie. Hmm. And you recognize the voice for John Stewart, right? Oh, ooh, no, no, I didn't. Same, same guy that's voiced him every time. It's Phil Lamar. Is it Phil Lamar? Uh-huh. Yep. He was. He was brought back to do. I was. It's funny. I follow Phil Lamar on my Instagram page. And I here's the thing I totally forgot, and you're gonna get mad when I say this. I totally forgot Phil Lamar was on Mad TV. Totally forgot. Totally forgot he he came from the comedic world. I always think of him as the voice of, you know, the Martian Manhunter, and yeah, no, it's it is one of those things to kind of forget. Yeah, because like thinking where he began and where he is now, like he's like. If you look at his man, like he was funny at Mad TV, really hysterical. But then he he branched out into a different area, and he became this other, completely different version. And it's like that's the one I know of Philomore. Like, oh, I that's him. Not funny, haha, Philomore. Well, again, it's kind of how how we think, you know, we in our heads. I know in my heads, and I think in a lot of a lot of like you know the geek community, there are two Mark Hamels. There is Luke yeah. Skywalker, Luke, you know Mark Hamill, but then there's the voice actor Mark Hamill, which is com- yeah completely yeah, different. Yeah, you just you, you just don't put those together, you know. I know I didn't for the longest time, but even now that you know it, it's still in in my head. I know there's there's one Mark Hamill. He does all this, but when I look at his career, I see two lines. You know, and, and you can I do that. I think with a lot of voice actors. 
Well, out of uh, well, recently voice acting has become well, not recently. I would say because a lot of big stars are now, are now doing voice acting. They 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 find it very credible. It's no longer like, oh yeah, you know what? You're an out of work actor. Do voice work. No, it's actually you yeah. have to. Yeah, that, that started. Like I think that started period. early two thousands, like about yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, because for a while I was like, oh, this guy. Remember him? He was in Dynasty for two episodes. Get him. Oh, well, he's a great voice actor now. Now it's just like you look at the the, the um the recent review we did in our archives of the the death and the reign of Superman. Look at all the actors in that film. All right, Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine. Yes, good voice actors, but they are best known for on screen work. So, and several others in that film. I'm just saying that voice acting work is no longer a throwaway career. You actually have to work and, you know, get gigs and audition. But, I mean, you're doing that now, so a little inside baseball. No, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the, the more independent path. I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing the uh, agencies and the, and the gigs like that. Not yet? I don't yeah. No, I'm not going to get into that now. You don't think so? I would love to get into voice acting, man. I'm not going to get into that kind of voice acting. No, I'm doing more just voiceover than voice acting. They're, they kind of do crossover, but for the most part, they don't. They don't want those big voices for like just standard voiceover work. They want normal voices, you know, plain yeah. voices. Because yeah, that's kind of how you know when you when you think back, what was you know uh, commercials? You know, you always had the big announcer voice. So why don't you guys come and check? they don't want that? They want the normal, casual, almost sounding uh, what do they call it? Conversational voices. Because when you hear commercials nowadays, they sound like more of a conversation between two people. You but know? even nowadays for commercials, like look at the actors who go on those commercials, like Matthew McConaughey's on there. Yeah, um, but that's usually they're, they're going to be yeah they're going to be seen. Yeah, you're going to get your you're going to get your staple ones. Those are usually ones that are contracted by that company. Superior man. Superior man. What a lame name. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So it's so Superman's not lame, but Superior Man's lame. It is. It's, it's the same word. Basically. I know it's a Superior Man. Like I don't know. I just don't know about it. Again, it's just a quip. It's just me. Who voices Superior Man? Uh, Maybe that's what bugs me is the voice. He's just like, hey, I'm superior, man. I'm Travis Will- Willingham. Um, yeah, of course he would annoy you because he's the same guy that, that ended up doing Guy Gardner in this as well. So, um, We're going to get Guy pretty soon. When does that Green Lantern series come out, by the way? Is it they, haven't, they haven't announced it. I think they're still trying to do the casting right now. Hey, but you know what? We're gonna get Green Lantern's daughter. Yes, yeah, I can't wait to see that. That looked I was so excited to see uh see Jade. I'm gonna say it. I like her. I just wish they would have changed that line. The what? I just wish they would have changed that one line in the trailer. What what line? To me, it just said the she said, Oh, oh no, I'm Green Lantern's daughter. Why can't you just be Jade, the Green Lantern? Well, uh, probably to, because they've all had to be a kid of somebody, remember that so I think that's the only reason. I don't know. I, uh, it's just it just no. Oh, this is it's me. It's me. It's me. 
I just think once you take the oath, you take the ring and all that, you're a Green Lantern. Like everybody, like. But you got to realize this is not this is not Green Lantern like you think it's Green Lantern. This she is, she is the the daughter of the original Green Lantern. Not that's not the thing. Now she's the daughter of Alan Scott. Uh-huh. I would I would like to discuss that. <laughs> Maybe off air. No, Jade Jade in the comic books is the daughter of Alan Scott, even though he is gay. He, he that's that's what I wanted to get to. I yeah, know. he's gay. There there have been. Gay men that have had straight relationships and have kids, and they came came out of the closet. Okay, yeah, they're they're sticking straight to the straight to the story. I, I didn't know you you've read more about the the Alan Scott Lantern than I have, so I just didn't know. I mean, the, the guy was afraid of wood. I mean, you know, just it's kind of tough for a gay man. <laughs> I, was, I knew you never brought it up. You can send that to uh, Michael Jones at uh, heresasylum dot com. I'll I'll be more than happy to take that email. Because that, that, that joke was funny. I don't care who you are. That was funny. I did set you up, though. You're welcome. Got to tee it up so I can spike them. That's right. Here's the sound, baby. No, this version, of Di- this version of Diana is very... I would say she's very diplomatic. She reminds me very similar to the Flashpoint version of Diana. That she's very, she's got that she's a diplomat. She's a queen. She's covering. What? She's trying to follow up, follow her. You know, cover her her country. But she's also a, a strong and powerful warrior. We'll find out. You know later. You know, I was thinking about it. You know. They say after a while, you know, when you're acting and you're playing like good guy for the longest time, eventually you want to change that. I'm sure what one Tom Willing, you know, it's funny I'm being up Smallville so much. You know, Tom Willing played, you know, Clark for 10 seasons on Smallville, but I'm sure he was getting tired. Like, hey, I'm, I'm tired playing like the good Opie kid. I'm sure when he got to those episodes where he was like playing like a darker version of himself, he must have loved that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, from what I've heard, it, it's easier. It's more fun and it's easier to play the bad guy because you can just do whatever the heck you want. It's, yeah, it's, because it's just, it's just fun. And I was just thinking for a reason. I don't know why, because I think Gal Gadot just popped in my head. She's done, she's done like basically, you know, almost four films, four feature films as Wonder Woman. And after a while, maybe she's getting to you know, she's always the good, the virtuous. And then I'm thinking of like when you mentioned that version of Wonder Woman, like the one from uh, Flashpoint, I'm like, mm, I'm sure she like she's like just salivating. Can I play her one day? And guys, if you've never read Flashpoint, do yourself a favor. Just read it or even watch the movie. It's just as good. See, I don't see. I think. Gal has a, and I think the same thing follows for Patty, Patty Jenkins. Because she is such an iconic character, I don't think we'd ever see a live villainous Wonder Woman. Because, I, I because there's, she's too iconic to take her. And when I say iconic, I mean right now with, with the, the feminist movement that's going on right now, she is a true icon to that group. And to turn around and make really the, the, the icon of feminism bad – it ain't gonna happen. Not with Patty Jenkins directing, and not with Gal doing it. They you know have what? they have too much love for that character. I agree, but I'll say a couple things to you, and I'll branch off to one of our other podcasts. Paul Hogan turned into a bad guy too. That's wrestling, where he, he wasn't. He he was just a white dude. I'm talking about a lot of women 
use the Wonder Woman symbol and her and and as a character. But I'm just talking for like a one, like a one off film. Like maybe it still doesn't years. matter. It, they they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't allow that. They they did it with Christopher Reeve in Superman three. For Again, like we're minutes, talking like about a white man doing that. I'm talking when I'm referring to the symbolism of feminism right now. All right, that is a very touchy subject. You know, everything is a hot topic right now, and that is a big one. And you, ugh, yeah, it, it'd be so a, it'd you be think a tough it's one. Never going to happen. You don't think one not day- not not in our time. It'll happen, but okay. not in our time. Not right now, dude. We, we, right. This 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 culture right now is so electrically charged. You know, it's it's crazy. I mean, I I see WB really still pushing for the for the black Superman, and there are so many groups out there, and so many people that are just angry. Like, give us the black characters that are already out there. I know I stand on that podium a lot, but there are uh, the reason I I really feel comfortable saying it as a white man is because I've seen so many black outspoken YouTubers and. TikTokers and your your influencers and stuff like that. I've seen all these very outspoken African American people. There is one in particular, Ty- Tyrone Magnus, who I, I listen to his YouTube channel all the time. And when he heard about this news, he's like, he's like, I wouldn't mind it, but Superman is a white guy. That's what he is. Uh-huh. I mean, you have different versions here or there, but he's always going to be a white dude. And now all you're doing is you're ch- just changing race, and you're telling the exact same story. You're not doing anything different. No, exactly. You're, 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 are you going to say he that, that this that this black African American man grew up out in the out in the, the cornfields of, of Smallville? No, yeah, no, because no. because that's because a and unfortunately I hate to say it, but a black person growing up out in that kind of environment wouldn't grow up that way, you know. So what are you going to make him more inner city? Well, then now he's not Superman. He's no longer Clark Kent. He's no longer going to have the same upbringing and the same moral code. That he would if he was you know raised that way, and that's again that's why I think it's more important to show, you know, black characters who grew up in true black environments that uh, everybody yeah, yeah. that everybody could relate with. You know, I don't think I don't think uh, you know how, you know most of the people out there that would want to go see a black Superman movie are going to relate with, you know with him being you know raised in the they're farms. Not. They're going to be like what the yeah, hell in is middle this? yeah that's middle America I'm, no. Look at most of the African American race, how they reacted when Black Panther came out. That was their character. Like they could identify with them. They're not going to identify with a black man. Like, wait a minute, I've seen this story before. He Kansas, okay, mm-hmm. but wait, the black guy? It's just mm, it's, no. it, to me. It, to me, it's lazy writing. It, it is. It's bo- it's like what did Scarlett Johansson say? Uh, Batman on heels. You know, you don't want that. No, you don't. No. And it's funny because the story we've been talking about for f- almost four years, maybe three and a half years now, is Icon. Icon is sitting there waiting to be grasped. And what a story he has. You literally can get like a, an Oscar for somebody who plays Icon for what he got up to and what he became. Or Steel, like we talked about in the or last steel, show we steel, just yeah. did. Steel would be perfect if DC wants to do that and doesn't want to jump into the milestone area because it might feel too heated. Steel's another but one. That, and again... You know, we've said it before. He, he just needs to be, he needs to be treated better. That's my piece on that. I just think they're just missing the point. Icon is right there, man. I, and I think you were the one who sold me on Icon when you told me about him. Then eventually, I started reading him. You talk about depth and where he came from and where he went to. 
his upbringing alone. Like if you guys have ever watched 12 years a slave, just think of 12 years a slave, but with icon. In it. Instead of having a sad ending, you have a happy ending. Yeah. Like the first, you know, two and a half, whatever hours you're going to make the movie about, like you see the oppression, he's going through it. But then after a while, no, he doesn't, he's not in those chains. He breaks those chains and he rises up and he, t- and he brings the people with him. He does it the right way. That's, I don't know why I thought about 12 years slave, but good film. Check it out. Very hard film to watch. I like how they keep Lex as Lex. You know, Lex is, there's many different versions of Lex. You got the billionaire Lex. You got the scientist Lex. This is more of the, the, uh, the scientist Lex. Yeah, they're keeping it based off of the time frame. I mean, during this time frame in the comic books, it was he was a scientist. Hmm. I think we discussed that a while ago, the different versions of Lex. Well, I think, I think when we did the uh, Superman that's what, that's what yeah, we, the watch along for Superman because we were talking about how he's the crime lord or the trying to be the crime lord in that version. And this is another, you know, little Easter egg. If you guys are a big fan of Crisis on Infinite Earths, like the, I like how they updated his suit. By the way, it's like a minor little touch. He's wearing gloves now. He still has the sickle symbol, but he has like the, the high collar. What do you think about the high collar version of Superman with the collar? I mean, I liked done- it because I I liked that because they that's what they kind of took for uh, during the Supergirl one. They gave her more of a high collar, and I liked that. Yeah. I know people for a while have big issues of like, oh, he doesn't have any underpants. I think eventually as you go forward in life, everything evolves. And I think, you Fucking know. Superman's rocking commando. Screw you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Superman, dude. You don't mess with him. Shit, if I was like Superman, I'd just fly, fly around with just a cape on. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> Can you imagine like a dude that's flying with a cape just freaking naked and beating the hell out of you? That's frightening. You couldn't fight back. You'd be like, no, get it away. Yeah, because you, away. Asking, you, you're literally getting beaten up by a naked guy. Freaking phallus hang, hanging over. Like, dude, what the hell? It's like crazy naked guy from a family guy. I, just, I thought you were going to say how I met your mother. <laughs> or is that the naked man. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes is the naked man. And we get introduced to Brainiac. Always a, always a great, uh, great villain. I believe that one of the best things about that Krypton series, sadly canceled after two seasons, was Brainiac. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the actor was, but to me, that is that's Brainiac. The way he talked, he emoted, even when he was in other people's bodies, that was Brainiac. They even had the ship just like this. I just wish we had more time with him. I loved how he was just you know fucking with um, what was um Gerald's father's name? I forgot. But he was just kept, kept kept messing with them throughout the whole series. And we saw Lobo. What a criminally underrated series, man. And I think we were one of the first two people when we heard it was coming out. We were like, Krypton, oh, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, me. I was like, uh, okay. And, and I remember, we actually, we should go just check the archives. Because I remember your, your whole tone was like, yeah, this Krypton series is coming out. Not too sure about it, but you know, I'm not looking forward to it. And I, and I said, me neither. And then I think we watched the first couple of episodes and we were like, wait, we're wrong. Yep. Way wrong. <laughs> Once they introduced Adam Strange and the Zeta Bean, I was like, ooh, I'm in. Yeah, so he was played by Blake. 
Ritson, English actor. Uh, I really don't see. Yeah, a lot of British uh, British television series or shows he did. Sorry about that. There he is. For a brief second, you see this version of Batman, and he's more of a terrorist in this film. Yeah, he's a he's a little bit um, isn't as a murdery. <laughs> he's more he's more just a Unabomber guy. That's it. I do like that hat though. <laughs> Well, no. When I was the comic book had was was less murdery. He's he in this one. He's a little little too much. He's more about bombing the city and everything. Yeah, well, but he in this one he doesn't. He, you know, he kills innocent women and children. At the, you know, at this point, he doesn't doesn't care. It's, 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 to me, it's not really bad. It's just it's just a Batman name. I think out of all the Elseworlds version of Batman, and there's been a ton of them, I don't like this one. Because in those Elseworlds version, there's a version of him that still is Batman, right? Kind of like this version of Superman. He's still Superman. This one is not really Batman. No, because he, he, didn't ha- he doesn't have the upbringing. You know, he was literally you know, brought up in a, a slum underneath, you know, underground. You know, you know what? I'm going to apologize to you. You're right. You know what? I just, I was thinking out loud. I kept thinking, well, he lost his parents, but he didn't have Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Then Alfred, and Alfred. But he didn't have Alfred. Okay. Alfred has always been sort of his, uh, his, his conscience. Up- yeah. His moral compass. Yeah. That's why I think in any Batman film animated series, yeah, you got to get Batman right, but you got to get Alfred right. Cause if you don't get that relationship right, it, it the movie's going to fail. Yeah. I mean, look in the, in the preview. You had Michael Goh and Keaton. Your chemistry was good. Even Val Kilmer and Keaton was okay. George Clooney and Keaton, you know, that's a one-off, and we'll talk about that. I can't believe I mentioned that movie. Anyway. Keaton. Uh, you're talking – no, you're, you're not you're, – it's oh, Go. Oh, it's uh, Clooney, Clooney. Clooney, Clooney. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, no, you kept saying Keaton and Keaton. No, Keaton was only there for the first two. You meant Go and, and the rest. You didn't say – Well, Keaton and Go for two films. Yeah, and then but, then, then, but, then you, but then you said Kilmer and Keaton, and then you said Clooney and Keaton. Oh, did I say Kilmer and Keaton? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I meant Kilmer and Go. Did well, I say Keaton? Wait, when did Keaton turn into Alfred? Be, be, Actually, be a fun dude, twist. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. That would be a real like if they didn't get Andy Serkis to be Alfred, and you got Keaton to be Alfred, that'd be a weird little twist. Yeah, I'm not uh not so keen on the next one. Neither am I. It, it's tough to say. I honestly, I I, I wish Can I had more time. Them? Yeah, I, I to me, Jeremy, I'm gonna be dead I, right now, I am not looking forward to it. Yeah, like everything I've seen, like everything else of that movie, I like. I like the setting. I like the villains. It's just a, 
Alfred and Batman, well, not even Alfred, just Batman himself, it he just doesn't fit. To me, it's a mistake doing year two. But anyway, check our archives out. You know what I feel about which Batman. What's wrong? You don't like the Bella Lugosi's dead Batman? (laughs) (laughs) That's the Visage Visage Batman that you're looking at. All right. (laughs) For for anybody that's here from Central Florida. Visage Batman. You know what I mean when I say Visage Batman. (laughs) Wow. Damn. Okay. Visage Batman. Well said. Love, love will tear us apart. That's Joy Division, man. Come on. I can't believe you said Visage, though. That's, that's very, that's good, though, by the way. Up the introduction, introduction to the Green Lantern. The core and 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 Hal Jordan hmm. still a pilot. And Is that an, yeah, an older Kennedy because he didn't get assassinated. Man, look at that and a balding Luther. Because hmm. now we've moved up to 1967. The attention to detail in this film is just so good. Like I just pointed out, Kennedy, an older Kennedy, being get killed, Luther losing his hair. Yep, and then, and then, we, is, then we get a, uh, a strange Armin Sor, which Armin Sor. I was I was just gonna see Armin Sor too. And yeah. the ring has yet to leave his body. Another yep. twist. I've been looking for that damn ring. I got him here. I got a ring, but it doesn't look like that. Well, I told you I had I had to modify it. Show it to me. Let me see. Do you have it in front of you? Ooh. Oh. It's just a plastic one from Acme. What I, I what I what I did. Joke. What I it's all green. You blacken the, in, you blacken the inside. Yeah, I just you? took a yeah, I took a ballpoint pen and blacked the inside. That's good. I got it. I guess they're freaking you. There's a box it's of like them. a dollar. I gotta buy it. Yeah. I'm gonna buy all the rings. I've been wanting to buy all the rings, but again, the same thing. I would I'm just have to I would just have to color them all in. But I really don't have a place to put them. I mean, I've got that one there. I've got another one on my desk behind me, and then I got another one in one of my boxes. So the only reason I have one on my desk is they were selling these lanterns that were like for supposed to be for some click game or something, and they were like they were selling the lanterns for like five bucks, and I'm like, and they, like the ring fit on the top perfectly, like it was made for it. So I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool, kind of a holding place to charge your ring, and so. Do they sell that the actual the charging lantern? I think they do. Which one? The the, the, the lantern itself. Yeah. 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 No, the, you saw that, but that was like a year ago. They they had one, and they probably got rid of it really quick. That was a that's a rarity. Gonna find that. If anybody uh, if anybody's watched um, Big Bang Theory, that's the one that uh, sh- uh yeah that's Ra- the one sh- I want. Sheldon Sheldon got from Raj, so he could go to that's the. That's uh, the only thing of that show I like was he had that lantern that charging. You really haven't watched that much of the show, then, if that's all you like. I haven't, no. I've watched a couple episodes, I told you. Can't stand Sheldon. Sorry. I do like the way they did Wonder Woman here. This is basically an homage to her coming out in the 50s with that outfit, just a little bit darkened. It's literally the same outfit. You could put the old outfit as right over it, but 
they did like basically what Mike did with his ring. He colored it in with a ballpoint pen. Is basically what they did with their outfit. They just took a marker and just you know darken up the stars. The skirts gray instead of blue. And, Like, literally, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, see, now the only difference is, is that her she normally has an eagle chest plate, uh, but it's one-headed. In this one, it's two-headed, and that's a Roman mythology symbol that that, uh, that that Russia took over. And it's, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's why, if you notice, it's a two-headed oh, eagle. Oh, yeah, I, I just seen it, yeah. Yeah, normally, normally she's one, it's a one-headed eagle. On her on her other stuff, and the head doesn't go up that high. Superman still thinks he's in the right. And he makes a when you hear Brainiac making the comment about suicides are being down because they added a fluoroxetine. Yeah, in the water. That's actually the the true name for Prozac. So basically, he's he's basically pumped Prozac into the water system because that's what that, that's what they were doing with like a fluoride and fluoridation in the drinking water. Yeah, this scene from Batman. I keep thinking of Batman, the first one, where basically Bruce sits on one side and Vicky Bale sits on the other. I think is this table really long? Ever see ever eaten here? How is it down there? <laughs> Can you pass the salt? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lonely being the top, isn't it? Now, the guy that's playing, uh, doing the voice of Brainiac, uh, you know who that is? Without looking it up? No. no. Oh, it's Paul Williams, who is also known for doing Penguin in the Batman animated series. Oh! So, yeah, they dug, they, they dug in a little deep to pull some, mm-hmm. uh, pull some good guys that are good voice actors out. Hmm. That's cool. It's going to get his ass kicked, but it's cool. <laughs> so glad they took a hint from uh, the crow. <laughs> Wasn't everybody used that? No. Oh, the crow, you had the Punisher. Yeah, Punisher. It's, yeah, it's kind of a... It's kind of a thing now. How did he catch Wonder Woman? Stole her lasso, man. He's Ooh. a douche. Yeah, this Batman is douchey. When I first saw this scene, I thought basically Wonder Woman was setting him up. I was like, how did he catch her? I mean, this is, you, you want to really think about how sick this is. He, he's, he's captured Wonder Woman with her lasso and instructing her to kill herself if Superman harms him. Because she can't, she can't deny what the rope, you know, the lasso says. Yeah. With that, with that, and him blowing up the uh, blowing up the uh, museum with the with the people in there, that's like two like really despicable and sadistic acts. So that's that man is yeah. just a horrible human being. But 
how we grew up. He's got a detonator in his heart. Mm-hmm. So if his heart stops beating, yeah. God, it's cold and calculating. Good Lord. Now, how did he know that the red lights would affect him? I guess he's done his homework on this Superman. Again, it's Batman. He does his homework, and you know what? What you say in the last one? He's like Kirk. Yeah, he is like Kirk. That's a, a weird comparison that I just brought up, like on a whim, because I didn't think about it. To like, wait a minute, they are almost the same. They don't believe in no-win situations, but not always. Because we've, we've seen Batman approach some no-win situations. He's like, oh, I ain't gonna win it, but I'm gonna take a lot of motherfuckers out with me. You know, you, you want to go to apocalypse, apocalypse one. I mean, that's that's a, that's the perfect one. Yeah, that's true. Kryptonian would never have taken such a risk. <laughs> good. Ah, oh, such a good one. The card was more the strategist than Kurt. Just going to Star Trek name. I mean, you're a Trekkie. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, no, dude. Kurt, Kurt just like flew by the seat of his pants. He was a douchebag. I, I, I've had some words with some Star Trek fans um, that are very like hardcore. Because he was he was never a Picard was a strategist. I mean, he would strategize once in a while, but Picard was more of the militaristic. Like he had gone through, you know, the actual. I mean, and they, I know they all went through the academy, but Picard's interest, I think, was more stra- strategy and finding the weakness. Kurt was. Just go ahead strong into it. But again, you got to realize what generation were these two formed in? You know, you got to think Kurt yeah. was you know, formed in the yeah. 50s, 50s, influenced really by the 50s and 60s. But again, Star Trek was wagon train in space. So when you think back, those were Westerns, just Westerns in space. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have that that gung-ho manly dude, you know. Like I said, I, I re- recently rewatched last year uh, the beginning of the uh, pandemic with the lockdown. Couldn't do much. I rewatched the you know a lot of the Star Trek, the original Star Trek, and you know I got through most of uh, DS Nine, and I was I was extremely surprised of what a pig Kirk is, and I know that one might piss off some Star Trek fans, but you, you, he is rude, douchebag. Yeah, I mean yeah, sexist. Yeah. I mean every not just sexist to the women like, that you see him, you know, grabbing and, and kissing, but like. Like he asks a question and somebody's getting ready to answer and he snaps off at him. I'll be like, you listen, motherfucker. Don't make me come out. I, 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 there's a few times I, I thought Aurora was going to pull that earpiece out and whip his ass. I can pull that earpiece off, take her earrings out and just go, go to town. On him. She never did. But yeah, no, like I said, there you, you can see the, the influence of the times and how Kirk is portrayed. And then you can see how, you know, the times of how, you know, Jean-Luc is portrayed. And then, of course, you know, there's that generation, generational difference when you look and see how how Michael is portrayed in Discovery. And that's where you're, you're getting a lot of the a lot of the old school ones that are like, no, this is what I grew up with and that's how they should be. And Isn't that funny? They try to bring Star Trek back 
they try to like update it for a new generation and the old people just cannot stay. Well, that's how, that's how everything is. It's, well, I'm, I'm like that to a point in certain things. I am initially, I will be completely admitting of it. I am initially like, what the fuck is this? And why are you, why are you fucking with shit? I like, oh, sorry. Cool. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Look. This is a great scene. Yeah. Whenever Superman has the red eyes out, I'm always like, Ooh, you're in trouble now. But, uh, but yeah, but then I have to sit down and like, really look, really look at it and go, well, what's, why do I like this? And, you know, I, I, I do take a, a deeper look inside myself and go, okay, and this is just because it's new and it's different and, and I'm a human and I don't like anything new and different. I just have to really get into it. And there are things about the new one I don't like and I won't like. Uh, I, in fact, I, I don't think I'll watch the next season because I think with the Star Trek Discovery, awesome. Just what better way to go? Kill himself because if Superman won't kill him. Jesus. But um but yeah, like I feel like the story and everything got to a certain point where I'm like, okay, I think that they told a great story for se- up to season 2 and I don't want to see any more. Even with one of my probably favorite sci-fi shows of all time and one of my favorite sci-fi book series, I love 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 is The Expanse. Um I think they they could have stopped at uh that season 3. And they're still going. I'm still, and I'm it. still watching, but I think you know what season three, good. Yeah, that, they could have stopped right there. I understand there's a, there's a total of ten books in the series, but they could have stopped. They're probably one of the best things I love about about Discovery, and a lot of folks talk about this is the realism of it. Like this, grounded. like grounded. extremely grounded. Like you will have science, you know, rocket scientists and, and, and astrophysicists watch this, and they're like, "Oh, you no, know, no, they're doing that right. They're still in, uh, two hours away from where they need to go, and they've it's, already turned their ship around and are decelerating because it's going to yeah. take that long to stop." Is that a funeral for Batman or somebody else? Uh, no, no. Uh, that's uh, because uh, Kennedy died finally, and then oh, Luther's now right. taking over as president. Okay. You know you're right. There's there's yeah. There's Lois. Okay. Yeah. Like now see, have, yeah. You're gonna see Lois getting older. Um, there's the Luther that we know and love. Good President Luther is always always nice to have. I love President Luther. It's always been one of my favorites. I remember they teased that at the oh, okay end. 1983. Okay, I I didn't realize yeah they went that far. They went really far. So yeah, I mean you're talking now what forty something years since since. Superman was a kid, and he's still, you know, looking pretty decent. Yeah. Looks the same. <laughs> you telling me Superman could afford a better TV than that? It's 1983, dude. Dude, he, you could stay, he could stick up bigger TVs then. He's got like a Zenith TV, the, what I had in my living room. Yeah, but you out. might not have the technology flowing like it is now since he's, you know, he's, he's controlling things. You know, he, he might be over there fucking around with Japan and China, you know, knocking those sandals off the, off the uh, shelf. Oh, no, no, you can't make this. Yeah, right. And that's he about right. Really no, that's about right for, for 1983. They were still fucking big like that. No, they were big, but I'm saying they were bigger. Like, he should have a bigger TV. Well, you want him to have a fucking, you know, the, the fucking... Uh... He should have, like, a projection screen, shouldn't he, right about now? I don't know. I, I hated the projection screen. So, yeah, for me, if I was around, if I had the money, I wouldn't have gotten a projection screen. I would have gotten a projection screen. I'll be obnoxious as well. Oh, dude, I found something I, I'm, like, debating whether to get. What is it? It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a USB projector. Oh, no, there is no debate. For the wall. 
it ain't, it. and it ain't that Get expensive it. either. And Get I'm taking, Get I'm taking for a future future shows maybe next year Get where it. we we can invite people Get over it. and just slap it on the Get wall. Next year's gonna have to get it. <laughs> we, have we had a little money issues this year, but next year, get it, just get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. I'm get not worried it. about. I'm not worried about it going anywhere. I know the price won't change that much, but get yeah, it. I was like, oh, that's get nice. it. Because like it's even to the point where like I can just plug my phone in and it'll show my phone up on this on the screen. Dude, up the wall. That's it. No more. Just get it. Hey, there come the Green Lanterns. Another cool scene right here. That's right, folks. Kinda- Guy, Guy, Guy Gardner showing up. Whoop, whoop. Hey, there's John. You hear the voice now? Yeah, I do. I heard I when I first watched this, I was like, oh, they got the same voice actor. Holy crap, yes. I kind of dig these lantern uniforms. They're flight jackets. So it makes sense. They're all pilots. They're yeah. not gonna have those weird outfits like oh well, they got the, they're on Earth. And so again, no, none of them have these are all reverse engineered, so yeah, they don't have the connection to OA. Yeah. Which I'm not sure so how they power they, up. They choose them. It was more like yeah, reverse engineer. Yeah, I'm not sure how they power up and do all, you know yeah, do everything they have they, to. I don't, I don't get how they can still project all, do all those things without the will of the ring. But hey, it's okay. Well, no, the will is about them, but the power like you have always have to recharge your battery. Yeah, but, like, they don't have any batteries. Maybe that's why they're weaker now. No, I meant I meant missiles won't work as a as a Green Lantern uh, creation. It, it's all ma- based off of mechanics, and bombs yeah. are, are chemical, and it doesn't work that way. I got about, a question. Yeah. I was trying to find out something before we started this. What was the first time we actually saw Superman with his red eyes? Not not shooting the heat vision, but his red eyes. Like what? Like how do you mean by when was the first time before we saw he that? shot? Like in comics or oh god, I don't know. Like, I mean, like I'm not, not even talking about him shooting the, the the laser eyes out, the heat vision. I'm talking about when he actually had the red eyes before he shot the heat vision. I don't know. I mean, that, that could I was have, looking that could that have been bad. I could not figure it out. They said like the 50s, but yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, that wouldn't be surprising to me because yeah. you got to think like the 50s were more about sci-fi style and but stuff. It, like it, it never showed his, his eyes red. It just showed like the laser beams coming out. I know it's like an obscure little question, but I was like, I was kind of thinking about it because I watched Justice League the uh, the Snyder Cut for like the eighth time the other night before I passed out. And the oh look at that! Hey, what's up? Hey, why does she look like Starlight from The Boys? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's something that God that that'd be a. Uh... That'd be a hardcore trivia question on that one because yeah, it's you would have to literally know like they could have done it in the 1950s, just a slight glow on on just one panel. Yeah, that's what and I'm that, that's like hard to find. You know that yeah you know, that when when that would be. It's like asking when is the first time you saw the turbine engine light up in the Batmobile. Yeah. 
She's more God now. That's what it is. Well, she got, you know, she got herself, uh, she got herself, uh, you know, corrected and then she, she, her hair went gray and yeah, she had to go back and no makeover. You know, going back to one of our episodes where we did the review for the death of Superman in the rain. One of the best scenes in that film was the fight scene between Wonder Woman and Doomsday. And Diana can hold her own, but even Diana got her ass kicked. <laughs> so that's all she did. She's like, I'm going to hold your hand and you know what? I'm, I'm gone. I think it was more like, you know, I can kick your ass. <laughs> wow. See you later, guy. Dude, you're just, you're not, those rings are not going to work, man. I told you that. It's Superman. Yeah, that's that 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 question will be a, a tough one for Superman to to find out. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a. I you kinda, you looked it up, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, we can it, find that, the first time he would, used it was like episode or issue fifty nine, but it's like I'm, I'm not talking. Yeah, I wasn't talking. I know about you now. just want to know like when it glowed. Like hey, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting pissed eyes. right now and. Did you really think he's your buddy? Well, you know, you, you, you think you've you think you've beaten him, and, they, and he's been your bitch for what? How many decades now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he felt like he, you know. I don't know, man. I've been watching too much Game of Thrones now. I don't trust nobody. Exactly. I warned you about that. Trust no one, dude. It's like literally nobody. You can't trust nobody in that show. I'm surprised Stone Cold Steve Austin is not in Game of Thrones. Like, like Stone Cold could be literally like a dude just traveling around giving people stunners. Like DTA, don't trust Actually, uh, I don't think it's happened yet. I think it happens in a couple of seasons, but there, there's a, uh, 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 an artist, uh, singer, uh, performer that guest stars as a, as a um, guitar player. And... Um, in one of the episodes, I was sitting around a, a campfire. Oh my god! Uh, god, I can't. God, I'm trying to blank on his fucking name. Is it old school or new school? No, new school. Oh, no, no, I don't care. If you would have said like Steve Vai or something like that, oh, oh shit, I watch it. No, wait a minute. Let Lois had the Bottle City of Candor all along. No, that's not Bottle City of Candor. That's the Bottle City of Stalingrad. Oh, 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 oh. Ed Sheeran, that's who it was. Ed Sheeran guest starred as any. I was like, I always have a kid because I see like a little play swing out there. Did she have a kid with Luther? Uh, so maybe, or maybe she's just creepy and you know. And she just has it there. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> Do you have any kids, Lois? No, but I just keep it there. I like it to go on a swing at night and midnight with a bottle of vodka. I'm looking the stars.
Man, the aesthetics of this suit are so dope. He's a wall. He's gonna water fray you, man. Come on now. Sorry, guys. I've been watching Game of Thrones. And just been on my mind lately. Haven't been able to sleep. Oh, since I didn't realize Mastodon was in there as well. Is he? No, Mastodon the band. Uh, they, they guest star. The know. band? Yeah. He's on Game of Thrones. Mastodon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Richard E. Grant is in there. Are you Team Lannister? You no, probably no. Okay, good. I hate them. I was Team Stark for a while, but now I'm not. The Starks are too naive. Way too naive. You gotta. This is in battle, man. You gotta try. You gotta keep your enemies closer. Remember, it's always one of the things. Learn that in Godfather. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. But none of the Starks have been smart. That's the thing. None of them have been smart. The only smart one, like, not really smart, but, like, aggressive has been the kid, Arya. That's it. Uh. None of, like, John is dumb. Rob is dead. Caitlin is dead. His wife, dead. Brom and, like, the, the other brother on the run. Hodor's with him. Like, none of them are, they're not strategic. Yeah. I mean, Rob um. was for a while, but then he, like, oh, I fell in love, got married, had a kid, and, like, yeah, he'll forgive me. No, nah, dude, he was not going to forgive you. Just wait. Let's grow it. Sorry, guys. I'm just a little passionate about this stuff. Yes, guys. He, he's finally catching up, uh, you know, four years I later. Know he's a decade behind. That's okay. But everybody knew this. Mike knew this well because I, I started something, which is a little secret, which will be coming out. Well, soon. I'll say give you a couple of more weeks. What are you talking about? I'll text Melissa right now and see if she can do it at work. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this version of Brain Egg, by the way. Like we were talking about like the grounded versions of the like, characters. I like this version. It's not very It's just, just this is nothing that's changed. This is Brainiac, period. Yeah. He, he, I know, he hasn't done anything. Like, ah, yeah, he hasn't changed or done anything different. Brainiac, Brainiac, doesn't matter what world you're in. Now we gotta have that Luther suit. I want to buy that one when McFarlane does it. Is he gonna do this one? If he hasn't done this one yet, then he, no, he's gonna release. He's he's doing one with the Luther suit, so I'm gonna buy oh, it. You, but, oh, the the other, the '80s Luther suit. No, right? I don't know which one he's gonna do. So then you don't, he's saying, yeah. but he, he's he's doing one with the Luther suit. So I don't know which one he's doing. I think he's gonna do the more iconic one. Ah, that's what I would say. Yeah, if he's gonna do one, it's gonna be yeah. You know, it's gonna yeah. yeah it's, it's gonna be the, the the green and purple yeah, thing. That's yep. It has to be. Because if he was gonna do one for this, he he would have already done it since this character's already out. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's one of the. Actually, I have a. Uh, actually, McFarlane did this version of Red Sun. I actually have it hanging over my. Uh, yeah, me too. I got one right behind me. Yeah, I got to open. I haven't opened it yet, but I have to open it too. Uh, yeah. I'm not one of those guys, but for some reason, like there's four I haven't unboxed yet. Uh, Joker from Arkham, uh, Multiverse, The Drowned Batman, uh, Grim Knight Batman, and uh, Red Sun. We're going to have a conversation with a few days ago about that. 
No, no, no. I'm not oh. trying to keep them. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know you. You and I are on the same page about it. But yeah, we. I yeah, think you and I, I were. Having, oh no, I, it was Marie, our friend Marie. You and I were having that conversation. Yeah. Like, hell no! Crack that shit open. You're not gonna leave. You ain't gonna make like, money I have off a that double one. version of Grim Nights with a Grim Night. That one is gonna stay closed, but everything else, it's gonna get open eventually. Yeah, I do not keep like all this stuff. My daughter's gonna inherit anyway, so she knows it anyway. And she, and she, and she don't care. She's going to sell it at a fucking garage sale. For, no, she told me. For, for a dollar a piece. <laughs> she flat out told me, she's like, I'm not keeping this stuff. It's going to get sold. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm going to enjoy Just make life. sure she sells it for the right price. Don't, don't, don't fucking garage sell it for a dollar a piece. I've written my will, and she knows what price points to sell everything. You tell, you tell her to sell it right, or you're coming back haunting her. <laughs> I, I'm going to haunt her anyway. Yeah, the, the 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 days of collecting is is kind of you know gone it's by the wayside. Fun. Yeah, it's just like when I see these people. I, like I'm also a part of McFarlane pages where like oh yeah I have all these guys in boxes and he, this this dude had like a, this room he made beautiful room by the way and he decorated beautifully and he has all these versions all boxed and it looks pretty, but to me it's just like okay, what's the point? Yeah, you know. The point is taking them out, you know, just like, you know, controlling them a little bit. I don't know, one night, maybe play around with them. Who knows? Or just put them in positions. Like, you're not going to get anything out of it. It's in a box. So like, I, I'll, 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 I'll go back and forth. I'll put mine away and, and display it with the box. And then sometimes I'll take it out of the box, to, you know, mm-hmm. and display it. But yeah, it's always displayed. I just, you know, sometimes I throw the box, like my pop figures, I'll throw them, you know, well, I'm thinking about doing it here soon. I'm thinking about throwing them all back in their boxes and, just displaying them that way. And, well, the pop ones are, I think, are a little bit different. I got all my pops in boxes, and I don't have a lot of pops, but I got a couple. But they're all boxes, and they all look. Think about it with pops; you can put them outside or inside, and yeah. either way. They, well, so. the bigger problem is, like, if you're, they're outside, they're going to get dusty, and they're really a bitch to, yes. like, to clean. Actually, I saw uh, on uh, was it TikTok? I think somebody it was a, it was a pop collector and sh- and uh, showed that you can go to the dollar store and get these little cover things that are the perfect size for pops and they're uh, oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't mute it god sorry. bless you um but they're like they're like a dollar and they're like little like the kind of candor bottle city things you can put mm-hmm. your pop in there and they're only a dollar a piece only a dollar huh? yeah they say yeah it's uh they say you can pick it by the dollar tree and stuff like that and they're just you know little display plastic display cases compared to what five bucks for one of the Square box things. That's a little bit much. Yeah, and I'm like, no. Like I, I think I've only got one that has a square box, and it came with it. My uh, my um, my Mount, my uh, Ralph McQuarrie Vader. It came with the bo- the box, and then a plastic. Where did, I gotta ask you off air. Where'd you get that? You know where I'm, I got it from. Why I, you ask? Why you ask me silly questions? <laughs> you know where I got it from. So I'm looking on eBay, and it, that thing's like fifty bucks now. So I'm just like. No, dude, oh. I got it. You know where I got it from, and I think I only. I know where paid, you got it from. I'm asking, like, where did I think I paid fifteen, and that fifteen with a um, with a with a the plastic cover. That's the only. You know, it's funny. There's been there's tons of Vaders out there, pop wise, but that's the only one I gravitated to. Me too. I think I, I, other than just the standard cool. one. Yeah, other than the standard one, that's all, that one. Uh, there, the, by the way, I'm sorry. We've been talking about this movie. There is the moment that he actually became Superman right there. Yeah, there. Yeah, that moment, moment. Yeah, It's like a little split second. 
And it's like finally he's at peace of who he is. Because for the longest time throughout this whole film, he's been conflicted. He's like, am I a dictator? Am I not a dictator? Like, can I be this? Can I be that? Well, thank you, sir. $20. Get that. Ooh. I'm getting that shit now. Dude, he looks so dope. Oh, my God. And he doesn't, like, what you see in the picture of doesn't do with respect. Like when you actually see like the, the actual colors on it. I just like that version. I mean, the way it's just, he drew it. It looks like it has a scowl. I wonder if we're ever going to get President Luther in any kind of media version of the film. I don't think we will. We did in a way. I mean, sort of. We sort like of. in Smallville. We got a we got a, a president. Yeah, get a little taste. Get a little taste of it. Lately, though, he's been portrayed more as like this, like up, you know, a small business upstarter kind of businessman, like tech tech mogul. Than, than the uh, you know, he's kind of gone back to the like business Bill man. Gates, yeah. like, a, like a Steve Jobs. Yeah, when well, you think of like you know, super, you know, you know, Batman versus Superman, he was he was kind of what he was. You know, he bought into. Oh, you know, that's fine. And, you know, he's basically like Bill Gates' son, you know. Hey, my dad bought this, you know, built all this for me. I'm here. I'm a techie guy. Yeah, let me show you, you know. God, how old is Luther now? Well, at this point. He's got to be. Got to think in the 50s. I love that nod. See, that's cool. That is cool right there. That's taking it back. Yes, Elseworld story, but guess what? You know what he becomes in the end? He becomes a Superman you know and love. Or does he? Or does he just become Clark? I think he becomes Superman. It's open to the interpretation, but I think he's there. I think he's like, he had a taste of it. He'll be back. And put the S on and. You see, but I don't know. I mean, right now that the world has been scarred by him. Why would they trust him again? Well, he could be a different person. That's why I'm saying he, that's why I think he's, he's staying under, you know, undercover and he's going to be Clark. So he's going to become the, like the red and blue blur. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that he's going to become the blue, you know, the blue blur, and you know, nobody's going to know who he is. Just you know, no, no face. You got to realize. I mean, at the beginning of Superman's career, the people could. The one reason why people could couldn't tell that that was Clark was when he would people would take pictures of him. He was always like moving so fast that he would the picture would blur, so they can never get a clear photo of him. The red and blue blur. I always hated that name, but I, I get why. Hey, it's better than the red and blue Superman. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got that taste in the back. How about of your the mouth red now? and white Superman? How about that? Uh-huh. Those two versions. The blue, they get the blue and white, and you get the red and white. Yeah, yeah. Was it they were like what, electricity or something? Yeah. Again, that that was that was the end of Superman's overpoweredness. He had to split off. Yeah, that's yeah. That, oh that, my that God! Was, that, that was all. That was all a, a, a you know a a. a um, as a result of the death of Superman, that's that's so that's where where that craziness ended up. That's why they had to like you know stop everything. I, I, it's funny. I found like one of those logo T shirts online. That I, I actually put it in my cart and I was going to buy it for you, but then I remembered when you told me one night at the Winchester, you were like, "Hey man, I like." It. I was like, "Yeah, Superman's right." You're like, "Dude, whatever you do, never buy me a version of that T shirt." <laughs> like you can buy me anything else, but never buy that one. So I put it away. 
Anyway, guys, that was Red Sun Superman. As we talked over it, over nauseam. Like oh, Roger Craig Smith was was Batman. Okay, that makes sense. Tara Strong was young Superman. Yeah. Huh. By the way, Batman was created by Bob. Was more Bill Finger than Bob Kane, guys. If you ever get a chance to watch a documentary called uh, Bill and Me or Batman and Me. Yeah, Bill Finger created Batman, not Bob Kane. Bob yeah. Kane just, yeah, just look it up when you get a chance. Bob Kane's initial re- design of Batman was a guy with a basically a red suit. He had like a little um, domino mask on. He had blonde hair and like these weird like wings on. Basically Robin. He yeah. Created Robin. Bill Finger was the one who created the cow, the ears, the darker suit, Gotham City. And look it up when you get a chance. There's B- Bill and me yeah. or Batman. Yeah, check it out. So, uh, so, 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 uh, so the, the voice actor of. Batman is Sonic the Hedgehog, just so, just so everybody gets a good, good. I love that ni- Nice, nice thought process. Uh, no, like, oh no, no, the animated series you're talking about. Yeah, no. Also, oh. the video games. He also voiced them in the video games as well. What? Talk about range. He's Sonic and yeah. Batman and Batman. Yeah, and not only just the Batman, but also Batman and Batman and uh, Batman and Arkham Origins, Batman Ninja, Batman. Oh, Red Sun. dude, Batman Arkham Origins. Yeah. That's a game we'll talk about offline. I love that game. I think it's the best Batman game in the series, but people are like, oh, it's so glitchy. As long as I don't have to drive the, the, the Batmobile, I'm fine. No, you, there's no driving of the Batmobile in this movie. You see the Batmobile in the background, but it's more Batman than anything else. No driving the Batmobile. Trust me, I, had, I was infuriated with Arkham Knight. <laughs> Too many Batmobile battles. Yeah. Annoying as hell. Um, final thoughts on uh, Red Sun? I mean, I've I've always been a fan of it. Um, I I love that they finally did it, which I thought it, it surprised me. It took them so long. When I knew they were delving into the Elseworld, you know, bucket, I was like, that. Why didn't? Why wasn't that like you know, first one? You know, out of the out of the gates. Other than you know some of the other ones they did. Uh, but yeah, I was happy they finally did it. And I like what they did. The, the the subtle changes they made was was great. So I was happy. Yeah. And to me, at the ending of the film, like, yes, it's an Elseworlds film. It's, he's born in Russia, but at the end of the day, he's still Superman. He's still Superman at the end of the day. At the, you see him at the, literally the end. He's saving the world from Brainiac. You see him in the crowd. He's wearing the glasses. Is he going to be Superman or is he going to be in the crowd? Is he going to become the red and blue blur? Who knows? But it's, it's funny. These Elseworlds, these, these stories, yes, they change a lot of things, origins, the story, whatnot. But at the core, the character is still there. I mean, Gotham by Gaslight, when we get to that film eventually, that's still Batman. Yeah. At his core, it's still him. I, I, the one I, I really wish that they would eventually do is, uh, is a Batman. Well, it's a Batman slash Superman Elseworld called Bulletproof, where, oh. where the, the Waynes find Collins. And he, be, he goes through everything that Batman goes through and he picks up the mantle of the Batman, but as, with Superman's powers and he's flying through the, you know, and he doesn't have the, the mask cow where it shows his mouth. It's the whole mask covers his whole face. And I, to me, one of, one of the best ones that, and I it's, think it's, because it's a great story because, you know, I'm spoiling stuff. If you never read it, but at the end of the story, he becomes Superman, which to me is like, it's, it's like those two characters, they just translate in a way, especially that story where he's at the beginning, he's like hard and all that stuff. Mm. 
but through life's lessons and everything else, he's like, he realizes actually through Lois Lane, if I believe if I'm, if I'm correct, he, he learns like the value of human life. He's like, I don't have to do this. And he, in this Kryptonian symbol and he becomes Superman at the end of the comic. That comic's been yeah. out for 20 years. Oh yeah. That one. Yeah. A long time. That's one of probably one of the first ones. I, actually, I, I wish they would do that. That's, that's, yeah, a, one that's, of my that's one of my favorite ones. And then I think the other one is when, um, I think the green lantern, the lantern ring goes to, goes to Bruce. And he be, he becomes a lantern, but he comes becomes a lantern with like kind of like a Batman style suit. Love that one too. Great that's imagery. Dawnbreaker. Yeah, that's Dawnbreaker. Is that the name? Okay, that, that's from Metal. Yeah, that's uh, that's no, 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 no. This is a, no, this is an Elseworld early. This is came out twenty years oh, ago. Yeah, no, no. This well, is I thought you were yeah. talking about Dawnbreaker. No, like, no, Dawnbreaker they took Dawnbreaker Dawn took it from that comic book. Yeah, it just it just twisted. I mean, I, I don't actually know that one where he actually Bruce became a lantern. I'll have to find it for you. Is that, yeah. is that the one where he actually he puts the ring on? He sees his parents. He tries to get close to them, but he. He can't. They disappeared. I don't know. We've been yapping way too much, guys. Anyway, we're going to sign off and maybe go to the green room. Who knows? Anyway, Mike, take it away. All right, guys. Make sure you do check us out. Heroes Asylum. Uh, you can uh, go ahead there and you can check us out for Heroes Asylum. Of course, Midnight Movies. Also, Low Blows and Chair Shots, which is on its 16th, 17th episode. 17, coming we're, up going on, we're going on 17. We'll so, yeah. So make sure you guys check that out. And, and guys, do check out this week's uh, Heroes Asylum. We're going to do something a little different. We're not doing news. We're going to kind of do, uh, you know, scenes from a TV room because we're going to be talking about nothing but television series that are coming out, ones that are out now and ones that are coming out. So uh, this will already be dropped. It'll probably be about two weeks old by the time you guys hear this episode. But go back into the archives and Heroes Asylum. And there are some, uh, I think that episode, I'm looking so looking forward to doing that episode tomorrow. I am holding my tongue back of all the things I want to say. I have to hold it back actually in the green room because I, I gotta, I just, I gotta hold it back for the show. Just a lot of information I want to talk about, especially about Loki, Superman and Lois. Yeah, there's, like I said, yeah, we, we so haven't, much. we haven't, we've been doing every other week for Heroes Asylum, and I, we've kind of like, like avoided talking about shows. And I think we're in a perfect spot where they're like, there's some shows that have been a few episodes in. There are, like I said, we got some trailers for new stuff coming out. So I think we're just gonna, I think we're gonna keep this for a while, maybe for a little bit, because it just adds more stories. But anyway, uh, check out the art. Social media pages at Twitter at Heroes Asylum underscore podcast, Instagram at The Heroes Asylum. Take out uh, Heroes Asylum movies, check out Lobos and Chair Shots. And um, from Mike to me to you, get to the Asylum. Das Vidanya. Das Vidanya. Das Vidanya.